Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. I am Adam Busher and I'm joined as always by the illustrious JP Russell. Hello. Now, JP, before we get started, I need to mention something. Yes. Today I got a very important email saying that today was my last chance to honor the military member in my life. <laughs> okay. So JP, so yeah. JP, as one of the military members in my life, I have entered you into a raffle for a chance to unfurl the American flag at the 2021 World Series. I don't think you understand how little I know about baseball and how little I've done in the military. Like, I get paid to play on Photoshop and have other people watch me pee in a urinalysis. So, like, it's thank me for my service. You're welcome. Whatever. And that's exactly why I thought this was a great idea. Okay, good. (laughs) And I'm really, really grateful that I didn't miss this opportunity to honor you. So, thank you for the reminder of Budweiser and the MLB. Yeah. (laughs) They, they were also reminding me to renew my MLB TV for next year, but I don't know if I'm going to do that. That's a thing? Okay. <laughs> today, today we are talking about Lockdown, the 17th episode of season two and the 42nd episode overall. Our centric character is everyone's favorite regional collection supervisor for a cardboard manufacturer, John Locke. Your boy! Lockdown takes place on the 61st day after the crash of Oceanic 815. JP. Yeah. You got a recap for me? I got a recap for you. Let's do it. Much like the seven miracles of Jesus, John Locke brings his dead father back to life. Only to have to have him like hide from some notorious mobster named Tony Meatballs or whatever. On Island Time, John and Henry Gale have a good old-fashioned hatch mess around. Jack and Sawyer perform the community theater version of Low Stakes Casino Royale. We encounter less inflated balloons than on my 10th birthday party. And I question whether Katie Seagal is related to Steven Seagal. How much do kidneys go for on the black market? This is our first John Locke episode, and I just came. All this on John Lockdown, Season 2, Episode 17. Uh, we have a guest. We always have a guest. Our guest today is Justin. Justin, hello. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's it's such a pleasure to be here. Uh, Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, first first and foremost, I guess, are you a Lost fan? Did you watch Lost in its original run? I did. I'm a pretty big Lost fan. I watched it all the way through. I started. Like I worked at a video store and the first season came out on DVD and I started that the summer before the second season and got really into it. Got so into it that uh, wedding in Florida that my wife and I went to a few years before we got married. We went to some friends weddings that the whole wedding party stayed a day later, including the bride and groom to watch the finale of the show. Which wasn't the craziest aspect of that wedding, actually. <laughs> but, wow. Um, that's some dedication. But, you know, that's, yeah. that's dedication. 
It was fun. That's awesome. So when you, when you're not watching Lost and doing podcasts about <laughs> Lost out of order, uh, <laughs> what kind of stuff do you watch? What kind of media do you consume? I watch a lot of YouTube, to be honest, a lot more. <laughs> but yeah, just a like lot more ASMR than I should. unboxing <laughs> cat videos. <laughs> uh, I wish it was that, um, but no, uh, TV wise, uh, like I love Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Um, sure. I kind of have a, I don't know if Adam knows this yet, but I've been watching SWAT lately. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, I've always sort of seen you as sort of like a prestige television <laughs> consumer and yeah. uh, that just was like a little bit of a reality check to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's my current guilty pleasure but other than like I love all the prestige stuff like Mad Men and Breaking Bad Better Call Saul Lost so uh, so so yeah prestige television SWAT <laughs> when you're watching TV you, you prefer serialized stuff or do you like going for episodic stuff like SWAT or is it kind of like a, a mix of both uh, usually I watch mostly serialized stuff one nice thing about SWAT is like I can turn my mind off and not really have to follow things here and there if I'm yeah. not paying attention but like honestly I've been going back and watching old star trek been like mm-hmm. just picking random Ooh. like even like from the the original series just picking random episodes to watch and just kind of chow down on i guess yeah. you'd say and because i like to make sure that we are validating our bogus opinions with uh media <laughs> professionals you work in the film and television industry do you not just i do yeah i uh i work in the production office on star trek picard which yeah, is ultimately unrelated to me watching star trek but it's a dream come true. Uh, and then I, I've made some short films in the past and, and worked across various forms of film and television production for the last 15 years. Awesome. Very good. Real pro. Yeah. Uh, should we get into it? What do you think? Yeah, let's get into it. Excellent. Let's do it. Lockdown originally aired on March 29th, 2006. It was written by Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof and directed Never by Stephen, <laughs> and Stephen Williams. Um, you might remember Carlton Cuse from his work on The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. You may also recognize <laughs> Damon Lindelof from his work as a story editor on Nash Bridges and, <laughs> and Stephen Williams. You may remember from the television show Flash Forward, the one from 1996, not the one from 2009. How much longer can you do this? <laughs> Not long. I really <laughs> hope that there is a stretch of because uh, this is what like out of our last five episodes, I think three of them have been Cuse, Lindelof, and Williams. Right. So we need we need to have some episodes here that are written by anybody else, really, and, <laughs> <laughs> because there ain't a lot of Stephen Williams jokes to be had. <laughs> That's fantastic. Lockdown. So yeah, uh, lockdown is uh, is is a story of a man. <laughs> is it? It's the story of a man (laughs) and uh, another man and a hatch and uh, I don't know. Two guys, a hatch and a a pizza place. And another man. (laughs) Oh. Uh, this is one of those. Uh, this is one of those lost episodes. Uh, I think JP and I uh, we might have talked about this at some point in the past. But the lost episodes, especially in the first half of the show, they had kind of two, at least two distinct styles. One was like where the, where island time kind of happened, and then the flashbacks ran in parallel to the story, and they were sort of like two versions of the same story. Uh, the easiest example that I can point to is Everybody Hates Hugo, where mm-hmm. we got the we got uh, Hurley getting his hands on the. The food stash in the do no house. harms the exact same way. Yeah, it do no harms in parallel. Yeah, the the story on to island and then the flashback are just running right next to each other. And then there's this second kind of show that they do, where 
things are happening on island time and we're just getting the story of what's happening of that day on the island and then the flashback is just sort of like a history lesson about it's just whoever. another story yeah, like, it's just yeah. like they're doing stuff on the island and if you want to know more about this person here's a story from their past and yeah it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the island or what they're doing on the island uh, unless it unless the the connection flew entirely over my head but i didn't see it <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't catch one at all. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in this instance, I think uh, I think it'll behoove us uh, to discuss them sort of in two distinct chunks. We can talk about what happened on the island, and then we can talk about what happened in flashback, or vice versa. Uh, what What would you guys rather talk about first? Do you want to talk about uh, the flashback, or do you want to talk about the island stuff? Personally, I would like to talk about the flashback stuff first because I would like to end where the episode ends. Sure. Perfect. That makes That's sense. a good idea. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because I have a lot to say about the ending. So I think sure sticking with the flashback <laughs> first is probably right. the way to go. Well, let's kick it off then with the uh, with the discussion about the flashback in lockdown. The first thing we see in the flashback is uh, John Locke yeah. and that head of hair, right? Guys. Oh, <laughs> boy. I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Bad boy John Locke's got a ring, and he's gonna put a ring on it. Well, he uh, let's let's back up even before the ring. He's got like army rolled socks, which I mean, we we don't know a lot about John Locke's like all of the details Anything, of his history. We, we but, know so little about John Locke at this point, right? Uh, we we the podcast, uh, <laughs> yeah, we the podcast, <laughs> not you the viewer. <laughs> but you, you know, you get this this idea that he's sort of a survivalist that he you know mm-hmm. knows his way around being outside mm-hmm. and the meticulous nature of actually organizing and rolling your socks or something to that. <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up about that. So, so yeah, so his socks are something that I, Justin, let me ask you a quick question. Uh, do you yeah, notice yeah. his socks? I didn't notice his socks, okay. but I didn't notice the napkins, <laughs> the way they were rolled. Um, but, me, you know, I'm not a military man. Um, so maybe a military man is more apt to notice such things so uh so yeah so but like that so yeah so we get to the ring he pulls out a ring and it's like okay he's he's got a sweetheart and he wants to he wants to put a ring on it and who is he gonna put the ring on katie seagal fuck yes right i kind of forgot that she was in lost Um, Uh, again there's all these little bit parts where i'm just like oh that person from you know xyz and she popped up and it just xyz name name one other show katie seagal's been on Futurama. <laughs> Married with children. Futurama, the one thing she's been in that you don't see her. Uh, Married with children. Perfect. But, but her I voice mean, is very recognizable, though. Right. But Lost does a, a really good job of, of the, like filling these bit parts with very competent actors or yeah. or at least interesting people to watch. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much every time she was on screen, I was just like, God damn it. Why aren't you in more things? <laughs> but, and, and this is another instance that we don't really discover this until the rest of the show happens. But we don't hear her name in this episode until mm, maybe 10 minutes before the end. Um, oh, yeah. So, but this is not the first time that her character has been on the show. This is the first first time we've seen her yeah and, and so and she recurs a, a couple a handful of times in john locke's flashbacks um, hmm. uh, at least twice probably probably five times i don't know i can't remember but she's she's around a lot but yeah she's the girl man she's the she's the one that uh locke wants to to have and to hold and she likes reading obituaries which 
I thought my initial was like, ah, who the hell just reads the obituaries? And I remembered I have two family members who just get the newspaper so that they can read the obituaries. My mom is the same exact way. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's she's like my mom. Print alive. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's convenient that she reads the obits because... Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Re- really quick. So, so John is... Uh, so John's going to pack a picnic mm-hmm. and... Uh, propose to her mm-hmm. um so i wanted to pose a quick question to you guys so justin let's say that you're you know you're going to propose to myself or adam uh what, <laughs> what would you pack in your picnic basket for a wonderful uh, that's an day excellent question propose to one of us uh several blankets um just just a bunch just, of blankets. Yeah, very little food. Um because I wouldn't plan that far ahead. Are you uh, gonna make a fort and fuck me in it, Justin? <laughs> uh maybe. No. That's why uh, I'm in love with you. Yeah. yeah. Right. This is why it will work. Um and then uh yeah. Maybe some fruit. There you go. <laughs> Healthy. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Butcher, what, what so, would you be packing in that picnic basket? Uh, root beer and cherry flavored Pez, probably. <laughs> I <Pepto-bismol. laughs> small. Just my my back medicine. <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna throw it out, giving it to Justin. Um, <laughs> I had a mild panic attack, and I had to uh, rewind like three times because I thought that that he had a thing of ring baloney. That he was putting in there, it was like the same package as like Oscar Mayer ring bologna. But then I realized it was it was fancy cheese. Uh. Um, so then I became overly fixated on on what else was in the picnic basket. But uh, it's not important. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it's not ring bologna. That would be a, right? I mean, that would probably, that'd be yeah. a worse picnic than either Justin's picnic or my picnic. Like right. Just- yeah. But yeah, so uh, as I was saying, uh, it's it's convenient that uh, that Gemma or Katie Seagal or whoever likes to read the obits because uh, we find out uh, that John Locke's dad is dead. Uh, John Locke's dad, we hardly knew ye. Anthony Cooper yeah. Locke. <laughs> Anthony Cooper. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen an episode with John Locke's dad uh Prior to this, this is our first, uh, I don't think this is our first John Locke-centric episode. Yeah, for, for the it? podcast it is. Oh yeah, sure. sure enough. I just looked at the old schedule. Yeah, this is our first, oh, wow. this is our first Locke-centric episode, period. Hell so yeah, yeah, so we don't know, we don't know anything about John Locke's history. What a sad man to be introduced to in oh, this God. episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, we know, all the stuff we know about John Locke, uh, we only know about stuff that he's revealed on the island. So like the, like the cardboard manufacturer thing is something we learned um, in an episode that he was, he was having a conversation with Boone on one of their little uh, jungle mm-hmm. walks walkabouts and uh it's like little itty bitty bits like that but yeah like as i was watching this i I remember i was like man prior to the island like the one of the reasons he loves being on the island is because his life fucking sucked before yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's not good he he is king man on the island yeah Well, and that's, just... that's seriously something that, I mean, even just as him being a tertiary character in the other episodes, like you get the feeling where he's like, okay, finally I'm doing something, right. you know, like he left some boring life behind and now he's like, all right, well, I've got skills and I'm just going to be on this island now. This is cool. He's like, he's the epitome of the, of what every person hopes they would be when they go to college. 
where they like completely change their persona and like what everyone thinks of them. But most people never actually do that. And then he actually pulls it off once he's there. Yeah. Yeah. I went to college and I started wearing a jacket with a bunch of like patches and pins on it. I was like, I'm going to be that guy. And I never got laid. So, (laughs) um, so uh, John and uh, we find out her name later in the episodes, Helen, or we found out in an episode uh, earlier that if you watch the show in order, you're not as, as confused as we are. Um, so not Gemma, but Helen. John and Helen go to the funeral. They're the only two people there, uh, save for the priest. Okay, so I have some questions about this. Uh, who planned the funeral? <laughs> this is a good question. I didn't if think about that until just now. This show up besides Jimmy Meatballs or whatever and his friend, like J- Johnny they, Bane, I, th- I think. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Bane, Jimmy Bane, maybe. I don't. There's the there's the priest or whoever's doing the yeah. service. There's the guy standing behind them, which I assume is the funeral director. Like who paid he, for it? Yeah. Well, right. okay. So let's say he pre-planned. Th- they would notify some sort of next of kin. The fact that he had to find out about it through the obit is just like rude. Right. But they have different last names, right? Yeah. Is that oh, do they? I, I, I think his last name is Cooper, right? Oh, yeah, Anthony oh, Cooper is a middle yeah. name. Okay, I mean, yeah. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's Anthony Cooper. Based off of this episode, yeah, this is my first episode ever of Lost, and uh, <laughs> it appears his name is last name is Cooper. According to this, that makes more sense. <laughs> Um, oh, I, I misspoke earlier. Uh, they're, uh, John and Helen are not the only two at the funeral. They're, yeah, there's two weird dudes fifteen <laughs> feet away, and uh, and uh, is is it America Mercedes Benz? Uh, yeah, about yeah. forty feet away. Also, um, here's the thing. Like I've seen a lot of TV. I've seen a lot of movies. I've seen a lot of like fake your own death funerals. Um, this has fake my own death funeral screaming, just scr- <laughs> screaming from it. Um, and those two uh, dingling goons, like, didn't they They're see the car fly, speed away as <laughs> yeah. soon as, like, right. hey, if you think that maybe the guy you were looking for might still be alive, um, maybe check that car right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe maybe the that suspicious. was the moment it confirmed their suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> right. They got, yeah, they get to the funeral and they're just like, okay, well, there's some dude and some lady and a priest and nobody in. Oh, right there. There's a car. I bet you. No, you know, we were worried before that this might have been fake. And now we're pretty sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is this was actually kind of an interesting thing, um, and minus context. I mean, I, I remember vaguely in the back of my head some of the sort of uh, shenanigans that uh, John and Anthony get into uh, throughout their history. But um, but uh, John goes up to the coffin and he he just says, "I forgive you" to the coffin. So um, yeah, John's the bigger man. It seems. Mm-hmm. Well, we find out that his dad did to him without without any prior context until this point is actually quite. A shocking reveal <laughs> right right because <laughs> yeah I, I don't, i'm not trying to jump ahead on that but that well c- well because helen says something about really it in crazy. the car she makes a joke about it before they go into yeah. the funeral she's like oh you know may- maybe he left you a kidney <laughs> <laughs> it's like what a poor joke <laughs> right? that's not a very good joke you gotta- out of context <laughs> i'm also super curious to find out how he stole a kidney um, oh, we'll, oh, we'll get there <laughs> Is that like a, I got your nose, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. maybe on the island. Yeah. 
so yeah, so the, so fake funeral, ha- fake real funeral happens. John has some real emotions, uh, and then the next thing that happens is we uh, we cut to uh, we cut forward to Locks. What he's what he's doing? Um, he's got a job as a building inspector, and uh, I I had to pause it to look, but uh, on his jumpsuit it does say "Welcome Home, Building Owner. Inspectors." John yeah. Locke, owner. So he yeah. owns his own business. He's a small businessman and, and you know, he's his own boss. And, but when and does he get into being the, what is it, the regional? Uh, regional collections manager for a cardboard manufacturer. Yeah. We, we'll just have to find out, JP. God we'll, damn it. Uh, so yeah, so he, so he owns his own business. Uh, things are good, um, whatever. But then like he sees the same car from the funeral. Um, like who did you guys think it was in the car? Zach Braff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was J.J. Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. It's his dad. Oh man! This is the podcast. Uh, the first podcast appearance of Kevin Taiyi. Uh, not the first lost uh, <laughs> appearance of Kevin Taiyi. <laughs> so, so they have a little bit of an awkward sort of hello, and then they go have lunch together. And we find out here on the podcast, not in uh, the show, John's dad is some sort of con man. He took some dudes for seven hundred. K uh, and apparently took John for a kidney. <laughs> okay, we we need. But to he's discuss. sorry about it. Yeah, we, we we need to discuss a few things about this con. Is seven hundred thousand dollars a lot of money? Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, is it enough to risk your life for? I don't know. <laughs> like, That's... couldn't even say a million dollars. You know what I mean? Like, but is this like? To make Lost more realistic in that in a normal real world situation, if you stole seven hundred thousand dollars from somebody, somebody would probably be coming after you too. From, from Tony Meatballs, uh, <laughs> yeah. I stole I stole seven hundred thousand dollars off this guys. I took exactly that amount because it was how much I need to pay off my student loans. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he still has. Maybe that's the whole impetus, though. <laughs> Mr. Cooper, I went to Devry. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, you you bring up a good point. I mean, like that that's an odd. It's it's a strange number. Well, and so, but here here's the deal. So okay, so he talks to John and he's like, "Listen, I got the money in a safety deposit box. I need you to go get it. Two hundred thousand of that is yours. Regardless, I'm leaving on the plane tomorrow or whatever." Right. So here's a couple of things. One, he's not running away with seven hundred thousand. He's walking away with five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Two, he's going to leave with the money or not. Mm-hmm. So if John wanted, he could just go take the money and keep all seven hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted all the money or the majority of it, you would get somebody off Craigslist or something. You wouldn't give two hundred thousand to your son that you feel indebted to because you stole a kidney. <laughs> like you're a piece of shit enough where you're gonna steal a kidney from your son. Which let's talk about how they're basically the same age. Uh, <laughs> but. All, like they should have given him a fucking afro if they wanted him to look younger like give him a perm or something but then two like you're a terrible con man like you didn't con that much money and you have no leverage to make sure that the guy who's supposed to get you the money is actually going to give you the money mm-hmm. yeah do we know what year this flashback supposed to take place is that oh, the parent that's in any fair. Way? 
No, we don't. I don't think they ever really. Probably nineties. I was yeah, just guessing about the, the car. Nineties, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I know Helen's car has the oh, automatic, automatic seatbelt. Seat oh man, I yeah. remember we my aunt had one of those when I was a kid, and I thought that was the one of the coolest fucking things. <laughs> uh, and then I realized as an adult how lame it was to think that was cool. Buckle <laughs> <laughs> up! I don't Who have to that? do it myself. Your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this launched this whole thing the yeah the, the the weird number the kidney like cooper says it's his retirement score or whatever and but like he's obviously got himself in such a big jam that he has to be okay with just taking off without the cash he's like otherwise this he's- is definitely pre-recession <laughs> 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 Oh, things were so good and we didn't even know it. <laughs> but uh, but so so he tells him what, what he's at. He's like, they're probably watching the bank. So, John, if you take this key and go get the money for me. And, you know, John thinks about it. I don't know. But again, if they're watching the bank, why send the one? The one dude that was at the funeral? Right. Why send 50% of the people that were at the funeral? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost think he's thinking that John's an easy, an easy score. No. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, that's kind of the kind of the thought process that lead, led to him doing the the big kidney swipe. <laughs> uh, but so the next bit we see is when, uh, John goes to the bank. He goes to the bank and he opens up the box and like me personally, I was like, "There's not going to be any money in here. This is just another scam. It's just gonna, it's just gonna be like a picture of like Anthony Cooper's dick or something." Be like, "Nah, I got you again, nerd." Is there <laughs> seriously though? Is there anything more like sexy than opening up a safety deposit box that's not yours? Like you don't know what's in it. Like I've seen that trope <laughs> in movies, and I'm always just kind of like, "Oh, you're alone in this room, and there's there's something secret in this box, and it's important because it's in a safety deposit." box oh man yeah. no no doubt i mean John, like, it's, I, it's I, like, listen guys i got my fucking kinks and i don't want you to kink shame me here it's yeah. like a treasure hunt yeah. except yeah. with all the boring wandering around like you know the whole the maybe the journey was the treasure the whole time no the treasure is the treasure yeah. and that's right. where safety deposit boxes is like just the treasure. <laughs> this this pre-social media world was just full of excitement and <laughs> Just like adventure, yeah. just the little things could make a man happy. What could be in this going, in, going <laughs> into the bank and saying to the teller, "Hey, could you put this in your outgoing mail?" Ooh, there's something about it. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking Andy Dufresne and some stones out my shoe. I don't know, man. Um. Uh, so so John gets the he, he see there's cash there's actually cash in the box uh, and he he does the smart thing and flips through it to make sure that it's just not a hundred dollar bill on either end and then a bunch of paper in the middle so it's real money um mm-hmm. and uh, he takes it home he takes the takes this uh, takes the score back uh, back to his house uh, he bursts in the door and tells Helen to put on her Sunday best because they're gonna paint the town red which is very much a John Locke thing to say yeah um, <laughs> yeah. But the goons are there. Oh, fucking no. Tony Meatballs. Um, I kind of want to talk about him walking in, though, and yeah. saying that, like, that performance, like, he's so committed to doing that. And, like, I don't know, like, I would feel so stupid. I don't act, but, like, <laughs> I would feel so stupid running in and doing that scene. And, like, that's how you know he's a great actor. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> he, oh. Just, he just owns that. And he, like, it's so yeah. cringe inducing. And, 
what a sad man i just yeah <laughs> well and, and like i i used to act and if if he was any if terry o'quinn was anything like me like the first time he did it he felt like a total idiot and then every yeah. other time with that yeah. he, he was like yeah I, for, I i forgot for a moment that my job is to play pretend so i'm I, and then you just lead into it but yeah like yeah i mean because he, he's just with a spring in his step and like for, and and he he sold me as soon as he came out, i was like yeah he's got the cash smart he's he's never gonna see anthony cooper again and he's He's got seven hundred thousand dollars, um, so I mean, I bought it. <laughs> I I instant like as soon as I saw him with the bag, though, I I thought there's no way he has the money on him. Like everything that we have seen from John up to this point, he's smart enough to know. Hey, maybe don't bring seven hundred thousand dollars in cash in my house in a in a fucking tool bag, right? Like, <laughs> but yeah, so so the goons are waiting there for, and they're, they're following up on their only other lead from the funeral, uh, the mystery car or the two people that were there. <laughs> so they get there, and a dude with a really raspy, gravelly voice says, hey, my name is Jimmy Bain. <laughs> Can we just call him Tony Meatballs, please? Uh, well, here's the thing. Tony like, I, Jimmy Jimmy Bain? Why didn't they just call call him if, uh, Vinny Goon Squad? And this is my partner, Ricky <laughs> B&E, like... Like I'll, I'll admit, I uh, when I like at that scene, I like looked up on Lostpedia if Jimmy Bain recurs. Was I just character. I had to know, yeah. And because he? he seems kind of like the perfect one that could have recurred, and it seems spoiler alert seems to be no. Oh, alas! But we won't yeah. get more answers about Jimmy Bain then, and why he's got such a dumb name. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, dumb names aside, um, they they shake him down, and yeah, uh, John was smart. He didn't actually bring the cash with him. He plays he plays the goons pretty well here. But Helen's kind of onto him. Yeah, I I think that it is weird though because Tony Meatball says something like, you know, you 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 didn't look too shook up at the funeral. She just got done telling you that they didn't really know him, right? Like, yeah, yeah we weren't shook up. The funeral was attended by us and no one else. This wasn't a well liked man, <laughs> right? <laughs> You didn't seem too shook up about this guy who you've uh, recently admitted you hardly knew. He, that like, and you coincidentally went to the funeral. You like, if if she hadn't read the paper that morning, right? Right, exactly. exactly. They, they would have completely like, missed out. Yeah, Precisely. like what if what if the scene opens like, uh, or the show opens just like, honey, put down the paper. We're going on a picnic right now, and she doesn't get a chance to read it. Five minute lost episode. <laughs> She's like, you know what the best part of the paper is? And he goes, yeah, Marmaduke. And then they just read Marmaduke. <laughs> the dog is so big. So and, and, so here's the other side of the coin. He comes in and, and I believe him at, when he enters this room that he's got the money. And then when she's like, did you see your father recently? And he's like, no. I'm like, wow, that's the worst acting ever in my whole life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... I feel like she should have been onto it even quicker. Like something's going on. Like who are these men yeah, in right. our house? Yeah. What does this have to do with you? Uh, no, of course I. I haven't seen my father, <laughs> honey. Would you like some ring baloney and blankets? <laughs> <laughs> She's like proto Skylar White. Gotta write that down. Proto Skylar. Uh, oh, wait. So, Feel free to use it again. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. 
So, uh, so the next thing that happens is John head he do, he goes to the motel. Uh, he gets there, he knocks on the door. Cooper's like, oh, hey, good thing I saw you because otherwise my retirement score was kind of a fucking blow off. I um, didn't think this through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and John gives him the money. Cooper splits out a chunk for him. He's like, "Here's for you." And he's like, "I didn't do it for the money." If I was Cooper, I'd be like, "All right, then, just put the money back." Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm not leaving it here. <laughs> if you don't want it, I'll keep it. Right. He's a terrible con man. <laughs> he's very bad with money. That's for sure. Probably had to be a con man because he's fucking broke all the time. He does have a free <laughs> kidney, so in that regard, he's a good con man. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he's kind of an excellent con man. I think. <laughs> Uh, he sp- so yeah, he splits the cash with John, um, and then they're getting ready to bail. But then Helen, co- Helen must have followed John to the hotel because she's open. She's there when the door opens. Um, and she, she's that- not fucking stupid. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like yeah, some some mobsters came to our house after your father's mysterious death. Obviously, something's <laughs> going on. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, and no, she's not having it. She's pissed. Uh, she slaps Cooper, and he just eats it. Like he, that's got to happen to him a couple of times a week, I imagine, in his line of work. Yeah, <laughs> but then so like John, John rushes after her trying to preserve it, and it's it, it, nah, nah, man. Well, it's the same thing, and we're gonna talk about this when we get back to the island, where you know John's way of trying to get her back. After, you know, she, she's clearly about to leave him is to propose to her. He, he like fumbles trying to explain to her what happened. Mm-hmm. No, take take the second, take a minute and actually <laughs> explain it. You made this so much worse by trying to cover it up with a proposal. Like, yeah, I think maybe she would have accepted. But then, you know, is this why <laughs> the episode's called Lockdown? Because Locke went down on one knee. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Justin. <laughs> Another fake plane takes off and John is left standing in the parking lot looking like just like just a broke down, broken down, broken hearted fool. And that's mm-hmm. classic John Locke. Yeah. You know, even Cooper drives off without even like giving him a finger guns <laughs> or a wave or anything. He's, He's like, like oh. finger guns. Oh, God. That's the only thing that could have made that situation worse. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of did. He just smirks at him. Yeah, he just kind of gives him like you're no son of mine. (laughs) Oh man! So, so that's that's pretty much it for the flashback. Do you guys have any notes you wanted to hit on the flashback? Otherwise, we'll talk about Island Time. Uh, I don't think so. No, I have so many notes for Island Time that for for an episode where like not actually a lot happened. (laughs) There's a lot of really good Uh, moments in Island Time. There's a lot of really good moments that does not justify the amount of notes I took. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like in my notes, I, I just noticed I had a question like, did uh, Cuse and Lindelof go back and forth on the amount of money John's dad would have have an offer? You know, like where they like, oh no, we can't hit, it yeah. can't be eight or 15, you know, because <laughs> that's the numbers. I yeah, have, have $1,500,000. <laughs> oh man, it's dumb. Do 16 eight million. No, that's dumb too. <laughs> yeah. $42. Know, like, I, and then. I also wrote Locke's dad so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Island Time! Yeah, Island Time. We uh, we we kick off Island Time. Jack and Locke want Henry to draw a map to the balloon, or is that in the? Did I actually write yeah. down part of the recap? Yeah, they they said something about you know draw the map again. Um, yeah, the, right. That's the first thing that happens, right? Because the, the, yeah. they're they're they're. 
they're saying because I wrote this down. Uh, one of them, Jack or Locke, says uh, that somebody's gone. And I was just like, please be Claire. It's got to be Claire, right? Because Claire's always fucking gone. She's always being kidnapped or she's missing. She fucking shows up and I just, ugh. Yeah. So they didn't say who it was, but I was assuming it's Claire. And so then we cut to uh, Saeed, uh, Ana Lucia, looking for the balloon. Um, uh, And apparently Charlie's out there too. (laughs) But But they find it. They find a balloon and a grave, uh, and it's uh, the whole. I I, actually, I I dug this scene because it was kind of like kind of macabre. Like they had the, there's a pile of stones there in the grave, and then, but then they get in the you know underneath and like why isn't it raining here? And it's like oh yeah. this is weird. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. For well, my I was thinking like. Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was gonna say like because like I think that were the beach scenes going on around that because like. Uh, I watched this a couple of times before, but it, I think the beach scenes were sunny and then like yeah. they're pouring down rain. Yeah. And then they're like, why is it not raining? And I mean, that's just, obviously just weather move. They were underneath the canopy. But yeah, like, <laughs> why is it raining? Because it's stopped because it's, small it's a monsoon jungle. Like we've seen it abruptly yeah. start and stop raining before. Like that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like it's Florida. Central you know, Florida. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rains once a day for 15 minutes and you're done um i was gonna say though from like a production value standpoint i mean the rain looked halfway decent even though like Mm -hmm. when saeed was talking to anna lucia there was like clearly like a really harsh like ray of sunlight that was behind him uh which you know (laughs) you're filming in the jungle and you have a rain machine and you're just like dude that's that's what you're here for you're here to notice things about socks and about lighting like those are your two strong suits <laughs> and you gotta hit your notes i'm fucking checking out for the rest of the podcast boys <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so they find henry's balloon and henry's wife um and henry's wife is dead uh i remember when we talked back in i think it was the first episode where we met henry gale um mm-hmm. that saeed episode one of them uh, yeah, I remember saying during that episode, I was like, I, I feel like there's a specific reason why he made his story about how he got on the island. So like, because we were clowning, I'm like, why would you make? Right. Like, why wouldn't you make it? Like, I got I a plane crash. Like, you guys got here on plane crash, so did I? Like, right. And I was why? like, I feel why? like there, and this is why, because there is actually a wreckage of a balloon and a grave out there. And so like, he's you know, he he, he used real shit to build out his alibi. Um, yeah. Cut to the beach. Uh, Hugo, oh, our buddy Hurley, man. Sake. Oh, this is such a, this was such, like, this was my, probably like my favorite little exchange in the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Jack asks him something and he was like, I don't know, man, maybe if I was in a loop, I'd be more help, but I'm not in a loop. And Jack's like, there's no loop. And I was like, dude, there's a, there's a fucking, there's a fucking loop. Okay. Yes. (laughs) It's the exact same thing with John and his girlfriend. It's the same thing that's happened time and time again in the show where it's like, if somebody would just take 10 minutes, get everybody together, explain everything to everybody, we could all pull resources and be helpful. But instead, oh, just, just Jack and Kate know what's going on. And Saeed's there too sometimes. Everybody knows a little bit of something. It's all and just uh, cellularize. It's like every morning the survivors just get together in the morning, have a little island briefing. It's like, hey, everybody, here's what's going on. We need, you know, we're going to need 15 pounds of mangoes, six gallons of water. These are the things that got to happen today. Oh, FYI, uh, we found a hatch. <laughs> uh, you know, Boone died. Recap. Now everybody's on the same page. Break. Have a good day on the. <laughs> <laughs> Ruber control. <laughs> 
there's the that one uh extra that's always like in the background i don't know if they just liked him um he's like the bald dude that's just always kind of hanging out in the back he winds up in groups with them like i guess he's a featured extra you know but i always wonder like what's this guy's day like he's just going around <laughs> gathering sticks making sure the fire stays right <laughs> says that's the key grip who's who's also got his sag card just because he's he's had to be an extra enough times so where they're just like oh fuck we need we need to fill in this shot with like one more body hey hey tom <laughs> i mean tom, if, he, if yeah, he's a bald you? guy without a beard there's a better than even chance it's uh locks stand in <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. Grips already he looks a little look, Grips always look like they've been stranded on a desert <laughs> island for weeks. So like, <laughs> they're perfect. Cargo shorts and dirty like Rolling Stones t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> I grip for five years. I can say that. <laughs> uh, turns out Claire's not missing. She's on the beach. So I was wrong about my prediction about Claire being missing. Um, the baby has is fussy and being ill, and also no way is that baby two weeks old. <laughs> Look at how no. huge that baby is. That's and honestly, baby. like for having a baby two weeks ago, like Claire looks pretty great. Oh, like lost mo- all the baby know. weight. It's that island starvation day. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, she is on a stranded island. <laughs> so. She looks pretty good if you're into people that look like feet. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> so anti Emily right, Claire. Uh, so so Jack uh, Jack actually does like a little bit of doctoring here. He he ministers to the baby, uh, and then like Libby wanders by, and she got stabbed by a sea urchin, and she needs some ointment. Um, like it's that weird dichotomy where so often Jack's interpersonal skills, and we see this in a little bit with Sawyer, where he's such a pompous piece of shit, and then every once yeah. in a while he's just like super nice, I'm like yeah yeah I'll help you out. I'm no, all fucking you know look at, look at who he's always so smooth and cheerful with. It's women. Yeah, yeah. he's a fucking he's a fucking misogynist, and we know this. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> um, Libby. We wouldn't know her name. I don't know. I don't know if you guys like me. This being my first episode of Lost, I wouldn't have. I would be like that one woman. We with... know she dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At this point, we have also seen Two for the Road, where she gets got. <laughs> that's that's the oh, only man. other episode we've seen her in. <laughs> yeah. She gets She's had so, nice. a line here and there in some other episodes, but yeah, we haven't yeah. had too much exposure to Libby other than yeah, her most screen time was in Two for the Road, and she, yeah. she like. The the most important thing she did in this episode was be like, oh, they're playing poker over there. Yeah, exactly. It was like, <laughs> so. uh, Libby, as always, played ably by Cynthia uh, Cynthia Watros, one of my favorite actresses from the uh, Fox sitcom Titus. Um, I Christ, to know, I, I'm legally obligated to mention that every time. I she's know on you are. <laughs> Uh, just because Titus was one of my, uh, still is one of my favorite TV shows. Um, but yeah, the poker game. So yeah, Libby's like, uh, I need ointment. And Jack's like, get some. And then like, yeah, the poker game. Sawyer's playing poker for mangoes with Kate and uh, Libby, or uh, not Libby, uh, Kate and Hugo. Hugo. And of course, Jack is also good at poker. <laughs> oh, fucking course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, he, he's Jack a total rich guy. Yeah. yeah. I think, I th- I think in 2021 would call him privileged. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, we cut back to the hatch for a moment. Um, Locke hears some static coming from somewhere. He's he's working out on the bike, getting in a good sweat. He he's frustrated with uh, with Ben or Henry uh, Benry. <laughs> Uh, uh, but so he goes to fix the speaker um there's a voice coming from the pa uh once he listens a little bit closer uh, we realize it's some sort of countdown (laughs) and uh this was another little moment that i liked here in the episode where uh the noise is happening something's the countdown's going and and Locke's freaking out a little bit he's getting all aggro and and then just from the armory henry's like maybe you should get jack (laughs) (laughs) right because there's there's already there was that moment earlier where he's like you know why do you why do you let jack talk to you like that and the look on john's yeah. face is just like fuck you so then when it's like maybe you should get jack it's like oh you i want to fucking go in there and beat you with your own fist oh man but that that's like my, that's one of the things i love about it. it's like this is ben with his little manipulative oh his little fingers <laughs> yeah. get in there and it's just like oh fuck i love michael emerson <laughs> Um, the, his his whole speech about um, he's he's got the the whole little speech about you know you have to protect me John mm-hmm. where they're talking through the door it's such a good performance mm-hmm. like yeah. it's so manipulative but mm-hmm. it could also be genuine it's so weird what he's able to do with his face and his tone of voice where I'm just like God I don't like you as a character but i like watching you do what you're doing as an actor well weren't they like weren't they only planning to have him on just like for a few episodes and then they were like basically holy shit this guy's amazing he was gonna be this this uh sort of others infiltrator type of thing and then yeah eventually he would be phased out in favor of whatever but emerson was so fucking awesome he's so fucking good Oh man, how could you not want to? I think there might be something up with Henry Gale, guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> At this point, this being my first episode of Lost, there's something up with this Henry Gale character. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if we can trust him. Yeah. Um, the countdown wraps up and the these these big blast doors just start slamming down like pow, pow, pow. Closes up the windows, all the hallways, whatever. Um, and John Locke with fucking quick deploy crowbar action. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was yeah, pretty sharp to get that crowbar in there. He just barely, too. I have a note here just because this is the next thing that happened. They do cut back to the beach and Jack uh, noses in on the poker game. And yeah, Jack's fucking good at everything. Cause fucking, <laughs> he's fucking Jack. And so whatever. We cut back to the hatch. Uh, Locke and Ben briefly freak out. And then th- this is where that scene that you were just mentioning, JP, where, where Ben uh, Henry starts uh, bargaining for protection from the rest of the survivors. Um, and yeah, just, oh man, I, I mentioned this in the, the Saeed episode and it's just like, uh, Navy and Andrews throughout that whole episode did so much great acting and I, but then I, uh, I posited that really great acting, you know, there's a lot to be said about monologuing, but they're really great acting comes from a partner. And yeah, the, my favorite thing about Michael Emerson is that he makes everybody who acts with him just so much better. Like Tara Quinn is in by no sense uh, of the word a bad actor, but when he's interacting with Ben throughout this whole episode, just like fuck, man, he's, all of his scenes, I would so much rather watch him and Michael Emerson than him and Matthew Fox than him and anybody else. Right. Um, when when he posits the question, you know, he's like, "Who are you?" and he says, "You know, Henry Gale or whatever." John has this look that he gives back at him with like a little pause. He's like, okay. And you know, the inside is, I don't fucking believe you. Right, right, or, exactly. or yeah. I still don't trust you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a look in his face. Like 
okay, you're going to keep lying to me, but... But we got to do this. Yeah, so. I, I need your help, and you know that. And so now I, I'm on I'm on the short end here. I'm the one at the disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I was taken advantage of by another father figure in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Who was also my same age. Yeah, and my father. <laughs> uh, come back. Are you my dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut back to the beach. Uh, Jack's winning a poker. Go figure. He busts out Kate, Sawyer, and Hugo. Uh, takes all the mangoes, and he's like, "Yeah, this is fun. Cool. I'm taking the mangoes and the plantains and whatever other shit is." In. You know, I was actually that scene. I was like, I forgot that even then, like poker on TV was a huge thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, because Sawyer I makes forgot that about that. Just because you uh, just because you watch poker on TV, thinks you know what you're doing or whatever. It's like, oh god, I remember, <laughs> I remember when I used to watch poker on TV all the time, like way too much. Uh, Sawyer wants big stakes. He's done playing for fruit. Uh, so Jack asks him for the stolen medicine. Uh, apparently, Sawyer steals medicine. <laughs> So I know this isn't answer. I'm sure this is answered at some point, but like every time we encounter Sawyer, he always has a stockpile of something. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. one guy. Why are we allowing him to have stockpiles of things? Right. Like it just seems silly at this point. Like, yeah, <laughs> if he's going to because I know he had a camp on his own for a while, but like he's clearly interacting with everybody here. So give up that shit for the good of everybody or I'm going to put you in. <laughs> under the ocean <laughs> yeah uh just uh, just uh, the him stealing medicine is just another you know if you're doing a list of pros and cons about if you were going to date sawyer uh, just another one in the con category he's, he's, yeah. he steals medicine <laughs> <laughs> uh racist um he smokes cigarettes until he runs out uh, but medicine and, thief and, <laughs> uh, like Jack doesn't give him the opportunity to be a good guy. He's like, mm-hmm. I need the medicine. Why? It's for the fucking baby over there. Oh. Right. right. The baby's <laughs> got a fever. Just give it to her. Right. Like, could, oh, okay. could Sawyer have the opportunity to just be not a piece of shit? <laughs> uh, cut back to the hatch. Locke and Ben are working on trying to get out. Um, <laughs> there was a brief moment here where I was watching this and I was like, man, the hatch all of a sudden looks really really badly like a tv set yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah. if it was the lighting or what but i was like man that all of a sudden looks super not real <laughs> i i feel like it's the doors like the Maybe. doors coming down something about yeah i i like i i, I know in a previous episode of y'all as y'all referenced the caves in the first season mm-hmm, and yeah. i feel like those look super yeah, yeah they look TV like, they look like caves that have been built <laughs> out of foam yeah. and plaster <laughs> There's there's just part of me that's like, if those are actual, like, blast doors, I don't care if there's a crowbar underneath and you're able to get something else with more leverage, two humans cannot lift that. Right. <laughs> like, I just, I don't believe it's going to happen. Yeah. They they start they start prying it up, though. They get uh, they get a crowbar in there. They get a, the weight bar in there and they start getting it open. Then they jam the toolbox under it. The world's cheapest toolbox. <laughs> and what's the first thing that happens once this lock just start like he is the the weights were right there the cast iron plates yeah for the weight the things that they use use eventually to take the pressure off of john Locke's crushed leg right before you go skittering under the you know 14 inch crack that has been created by the cheap toolbox put the plates there right 
Well, right? and if the toolbox was going to be your go-to, why was it across the room? Right. Like, why didn't you have something ready poor to pain. go? Yeah. Which is odd, considering his socks. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about the goddamn socks. Uh, cut back to the beach. Uh, the only thing that happens in this thing is we find out that Jack learned how to play cards in Phuket, and that Sawyer knows where Phuket is. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I dropped out of ninth grade doesn't make me an idiot. Yeah, well, being well traveled doesn't make you less of a racist. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a sweet, it's a sweet little scene. Uh, cut back to the hatch. Um, Locke tells Ben about the button. That's the next thing that happened. Um, the 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 countdown, the button, the thing. It's it's coming down. This is Locke's been obsessed with this in the past. Uh, he tells uh, Benry that he's got to go deal with the button. Uh, it shows him how to crawl up through the pantry ceiling and punch Which, the numbers. If that was an option, why didn't we do that first as opposed well, maybe to messing he... with the door? <laughs> I mean, Henry Gale's a skinny little, tiny little man. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, apparently not. John Locke is big and wide. Yeah, apparently big not too skinny to uh, make the food shelf totally collapse under his weight. Oh, that looked like yeah. it hurt. It really did. Like when it went down, I was like, oh shit. I wonder if Everson yeah, does some person stunts. hurt themselves. <laughs> but yeah, Henry fall down and go boom. No. <laughs> he didn't uh, have a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to the beach. Uh, Kate, Hugo, and Libby are watching a poker game <sighs> from 20 feet away with a pair of binoculars. <laughs> and slowly a crowd starts to gather but jack's winning and, and he takes sawyer he calls him with a pair of nines and like that probably sawyer also fucking can't shuffle cards for shit he tries <laughs> to do the bridge you know when you're shuffling and he just it's kind of like baby's first card set i'm just like all right. <laughs> but yeah so like jack you know <laughs> Plays him both in cards and, uh, you know, in the mind game. Tells him, you know, you're going to call me because you can't let you let these people see you lose and blah, 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 blah. He wins. He says he's going to stop by and get the medicine later. Sawyer asks him. Uh, or they have this little conversation. Sawyer asks him. Hey. When I ask you what you want and for stakes, why didn't you ask for the guns? When I need the guns? I'll get the guns. <sighs> uh, uh, so, uh, remember <laughs> it's, earlier, it's JP, cool. how you said you don't understand why the survivors are letting Sawyer have... Oh, Sawyer's got the medicine and the guns? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> uh, well, no, I get that, but like... No, like that. No, it's not... Like, I, th this was a moment I was like, oh, not on top of the medicine, he also has all the weapons. Does he have everything? Does he have... Like, what's happening why uh, why yeah why why do they let him have these huge stockpiles of all the shit they need <laughs> and then play fucking coconut poker with him it's like hit him over the head tie him up and say all right give us all the stuff now because you're, well, you're I fucking guess this up for everybody we we know this about him though like if you tie him up and torture him he's just gonna ask to sexually assault one of the female survivors uh, yeah god damn it so that Ugh. tactic doesn't work i don't like Sawyer. Fucking Sawyer. <laughs> Jack. Uh, and, and Jack's not great in this moment either. He's just fucking pompous and smarmy about it. When I need the guns, I'll get the guns. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, like, that that's you You still could have had a badass moment. Like, if I need the guns, I'll let you know. Yeah. 
something like, like that. That that would be extending a bridge. Yeah. Like if I if I needed a gun, I would come to you. Yeah, so I know to go to. But instead yeah. of it, hey man, I need a gun. I'll get the gun. Like <sighs> such okay. a fucking arrogant. Like, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Like he really does come across as super arrogant. Yeah. Like it's been years since I've watched an episode of Lost, and I was like, I don't remember him being this cocky yeah it's kind of and jerky. then it's yeah it's really weird tell how, how times have changed right mm-hmm. we cut back to the hatch um henry has recovered and he gets out of the he heads up to the thing uh <laughs> such a good question when he comes to how long was i out like <laughs> 20 good. years like, <laughs> like a couple of seconds get up i know you probably have a concussion but whatever chop chop <laughs> <laughs> he goes up in there the timer starts to accelerate we hear the noise of the the, the drastic change in tone of the the beeper whatever but then it stops in the distance we can hear the timer roll on over <laughs> but then these black lights turn on in the room and we get our first glance at the blast door map baby <laughs> oh man i remember the uh, blast door map uh, in as much that it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a cool, like, I forgot, I forgot about that. Like, um, as somebody who loved this show, I've probably seen the first season four or five times. Mm-hmm. I have the box set. I don't think I've seen this episode in at least 10 years. Sure. And so I forgot all about that. And I was like, oh, this is a cool show. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like, oh, well, what's going on? What's all that other stuff? Right. Like, I, I don't even have anything snarky to say about it because I'm just like, oh, fuck, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I, don't, I don't even have a joke right in here. Um, <laughs> J- John, uh, thanks, Benry, for not leaving. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Listen. Yeah. I have to complain about first aid for a second. Sure. Even if you're not bleeding profusely, if there's a puncture wound like that, you tie it off. <laughs> yeah. You're you're two men that are over forty. You're both wearing a belt. I guarantee it. Like you have to tie it off because the pressure of the door could be stopping arterial bleeding. Right. So as soon as the door goes up, you bleed out in a matter of minutes. Right. You need to tie that wound off as right. a precautionary measure. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No doubt. Uh, I mean, I thought, yeah, I was like, I, I saw that and I was like, JP's probably going to say something about that, so I don't need to. <laughs> oh, my God. He would just start <laughs> gushing blood if he wasn't before. It's almost as if he's got weird legs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next thing that happens is it is it's nighttime. We have a little bit of a f- cut forward in time to uh, after dark. Jack's- Everybody's got a torch. <laughs> Torches are super easy to make, didn't you know that? Um, <laughs> Jack is heading into the jungle. He's on his way to the hatch, we find out. Uh, Kate catches up with him. She's like, hey, I want to head to the hatch with you. I need to take a shower. I stank. Um, and he lies to her. He says the plumbing's not yeah. working. doesn't want her following him to the hatch. And this was a question I wrote to myself. Um, is Henry's presence in the hatch still a secret? Like, do not people not know about it? Like, because Kate was... In an earlier episode we watched, she she's been to the hatch. She's taken a shower there. Um, Jack perved on her in the episode we saw. So yeah, so that was my like that was just a little like. No, he's he's not interested in her. He's like, oh, I'm helping Claire. I'm helping the other ladies on the beach. I don't care about Kate right now. I'm not getting any from her. Like I don't need to let you have a shower. Go be a stanky swamp monster. 
so so what i don't know how you can say that because then right there he's like no nah, the hatch can wait till the morning i'll walk you back to the beach like he's <laughs> yeah i don't know man. he's he's, he's, he's an opening he's, the, in the immortal right. words of uh that kid from the sandlot he's perving the dish man <laughs> but so, so they see this light flashing out there and they're like ah oh, what the hell some sort of spooky light and i was like oh yeah this is my this is the shit i'm here for i i can't wait for some weird jungle stuff to happen they go over there and it's it's like a supply drop it's like a big yeah. net full of like yeah. uh, whatever it's got this parachute and stuff and it's like oh man this is obviously relatively new otherwise they must have they would have seen it because obviously jack's on some sort of path in between the hatch and the beach Kate knows how to find him there. Like this is a place that obviously gets walked past fairly often. Right. Uh, at least it seems recent, like they would have seen him blinking time. coming down. They would have seen him blinking. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Mate, yeah. So I mean, this is obviously a new thing. It does. I mean, with how much Dharma shit there is on the island, and how like there's still Dharma food that's good, even if it you know was non-perishable. If it was from the 70s, it's it might not be good. If if the island is getting resupplied, that explains how the survivors keep finding all of this yeah. shit everywhere. It also, it, you know, and it begs a couple other questions. It's like, do do people, are there people outside of the island that know about the island? Like, it, right. It, you know, so it's like, there's a bunch of stuff attached to that. Uh, plenty to unpack there, not just macaroni and cheese prepacked dinner. <laughs> uh, Charlie, Saeed, and Anusia wander into the clearing. What did you find? They And then uh, we cut back to the hatch. Um, and so this is like this is the final scene of the uh, of the episode. Uh, Locke and Ben are sort of recovering from their little blast door adventure, and uh, and Jack and Saeed, Anna Lucia, and Kate and Charlie <laughs> come rushing in. They see Henry outside of the armory, and uh, Saeed just <laughs> immediately pulls his gun. He's like, he's like, don't fucking. And so like they yeah. try to get the get the situation under control, but they've come to realize it's not some sort of uh, half-ass prison break occurring. John's like, no, he was helping. JP, do you want to, <laughs> you want to take the lead on this? Oh, dude, I, I'm visibly aroused. So, yeah. So, Saeed, being the fucking badass that he is, you know, uh, it just goes right up to our friend Henry Gale um, and is like, yeah, fuck it. Your whole story checks out, my guy. There's a, there's a fucking, there's a balloon. There is a balloon. And we found it right where he said it would be. And we found a grave just where you said it would be. But you forgot that I'm a dirty little creep. And I dug up the body just to make sure. And I found not your wife. I found fucking Henry <laughs> and I just started screaming to nothing in my living room just like fuck yes that is some good shit that is that is some good Saeed that is some good television that is some good performance yeah. that is that good shit where I'm like put on another episode right, right now. now why am I watching right. this fucking show out of order yeah I was like oh man I, I watched mine on the on the blu-ray and it like before I started it like gives you the option if like if you're just gonna choose one episode or if you want it to continue to roll in. Oh, wow, and, nice. and so I was just like I told it just to do the one episode and then I was like I was disappointed that I didn't tell it to right. keep rolling just in. Just go right and, into the next one. Cause yeah, it's, yeah, I was the same way. I was as soon as it got over, I was like, I wanna watch the next one right now. Ah. 
Oh man, just like yeah, and and with that, the episode wraps up. That last, just like the the final shot on Michael Emerson's face right before we get the well, the end <laughs> card. Oh man, I was just like, oh, so fucking good. That was so good. I mean, just like um, yeah. So that like I so I think that we'll use that uh, as a segue into our uh, end of the show segments. Uh, first up, as always, did we like it? Did we like the episode? Justin, what say you about this episode? What say you about lockdown? What do you think about it? Just, just a 45-minute show. There's a lot. that I, I actually, I really, really like this episode. I feel uh, very uh, privileged and blessed that this is the first episode you guys gave me. Because um, uh, I do, and I mean that in all seriousness, it, it is like, it was a lot of fun. Because yeah. like when I started it, there's a part of me. Yeah, that was like, oh man, a lock episode. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, exactly how I felt. <laughs> and like by the end of it, I was like, this show is so good. I miss this show. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, so no, I really enjoyed it. And I I missed this earlier. You know, when when Locke gets stuck under the blast doors, that's the other time that Locke is down. Yeah. And so in lockdown. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> so there, there's the there's the flashback and the island time connection. He's, he's Locke is right brought there. low to different times. Locked down, a f- fucking stretch. <laughs> <laughs> he's brought down low. Um, he's uh, but no, I really, I, I really seriously did enjoy it a lot. And it's like Terry O'Quinn is fantastic. And like it's weird. Yeah. Like I don't know why. Before I started, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch a lock episode. I don't know what reconceived notions I had, <laughs> um, but uh, I I was excited and I uh, I really I really did. I know I've said this four times now, but I really did enjoy it a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, did you enjoy it? Uh, I did. Um, and yeah, I, I had kind of a same sort of thought going into it as Justin did. I was just like, oh God, a lock episode. Like I've spent so much time oh, dunking on lock going into Come this. On. It's just like, but, sweet like, baby boy. <laughs> but part of, part of it is like, yeah, like my, my sort of like memories of like, oh man, I remember like locks. Locke's flashbacks are always fucking depressing because he was like such yeah. a bummer guy off of the island. <laughs> and that was the thing I was bummed about. Like, um, but yeah, by by halfway through the episode, like when I remembered like the the that this was the blast door thing and like I totally had forgotten about the supply drops and like I so by the time the end of it came up and then like yeah, Saeed whips out the driver's license. I was just like that yeah. this is this time. this was it for me. This was like we've had episodes in the past where you get I get to the end of it and I'm like, oh that was fun, I can wait a couple of weeks before I see another one. This is an instance where I was like, I so badly want to watch the next episode. And <laughs> well, and this episode started, I feel like with like off the tails of another episode like that where something right just like it picked up like right where the last one left off yeah something dramatic happened right as we picked back up so um yeah i i liked it overall i could have done without the poker all of that stuff (laughs) that that it's Um, weird that that whole bit felt like a c story and it was basically the b story of the episode right it just felt like filler and so much of the you know like Oh, high stakes banana poker. There's so many more important things happening on the island right now that I care about. Like, other than that, I thought it was really good. Kate, Kate actually, I think Kate put it pretty succinctly uh, before she kind of opted out of the poker game. She was like, do you want me to go get a real ruler to, so you guys can have a real dick measuring contest? Like, that's all yeah. the whole thing played out like that. And it's like, I don't exactly. watch that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, so it seems like we got a consensus. We did like it. Lockdown. Lockdown's a good episode, y'all. 
Yeah. Let's do uh, let's do MVPs. Uh, the lost MVP, your favorite character of the episode, minus your context, minus your memory. The 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 MVP of this forty five minutes, Justin. What do you think? I honestly think Locke's dad is the MVP. Anthony Cooper. <laughs> Anthony Cooper. Because uh, he got away with it all. <laughs> like, he got out. He got all the money. He got a kidney, clearly, that we know. Um, he did not give one shit about his son being dumped. Um, yeah, he was like, very consistent in being a, a dipshit dad. Yeah, he's... Uh, I don't know. Like he won. Yeah. He he won this episode. No if anybody doubt. was going to win anything, he he, he absolutely did for himself. So, I'm not saying he's a good person, but he got. I just it. so so he got the retirement score doesn't work, and this one yeah. worked. <laughs> he did. Um, I don't know. I don't it's know so what good. where he was planning to fly to. I don't know. You Pocket know, City, Oklahoma. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where where, where seven hundred thousand dollars quickly becomes one point four million dollars. He's like, you can get a sandwich there for four bucks. Um, And uh, yeah, no, I don't know why. I was just like, by the end, I was like, man, he he really he did it. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he made it. Anthony Cooper. Uh, Adam, who's your lost MVP? Uh, I got to give my MVP this week to uh, Locke's hairpiece. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you need a guy with a shaved head to look young, give him a wig that makes him look bald. Locke's hairpiece. <laughs> he looked older with that right? hair. Yeah, I was like, is this like, oh man. Uh, yeah, that was like, there have been some bad wigs. In the history of television, but the locks hairpiece <laughs> in this episode has got to be in the running for like top ten worst wigs ever. Do you think? Do you think it's because they shot the show in Hawaii? <laughs> they only had limited access to wigs out, uh, out, on, the, uh, out on the island. <laughs> Could have been. Uh, JP, what about you? Who's your uh, Who's your lost MVP? Uh, the funeral director. Uh, you know. <laughs> when they show up and there's there's no pallbearers there's no there's there's no one showing up to this funeral he very easily could have just sat in his car and like had a pall mall and like read the paper or whatever they did before smartphones but he stood out there and saw this goddamn thing through because he's a fucking professional so Whatever funeral director that is, just uh, make sure that they uh, deal with my remains someday. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, lost, lost forever. The uh, the other side of this bit. Uh, your least favorite character of the episode. Just this forty five minutes, uh, minus the context, minus uh, minus your memory, anything like that. Justin, who is who? Who, in your opinion, could be lost forever? Well, since this is my first episode to see ever within this premise, I would be like that one woman who got stung, but Libby, Libby. Like <laughs> I feel like. Uh, yeah, because like, that, that's an instance of uh, we talk about this all the time in previous episodes, uh, characters coming on and the writer is not reintroducing it. To, they never say Libby's name once during the episode. <laughs> yeah. And like everything she did, like Claire could have like served the purpose for her too. like, <laughs> like, oh, I did, oh, you need medicine for your baby or you need some ointment for your baby? Well, Sawyer has it. Right. And the, so, the, the baby being sick is actually a much more compelling reason to get medicine than Libby yeah, having a yeah. f- fucking infection in her finger. Yeah. 
And so uh, within this episode, yeah, for me, Libby. But yeah, Libby. She's <laughs> she's better than than those other people that show up later. But <laughs> uh, Adam, who was lost forever for you? Who do I got? Oh, uh, uh, Ricky B and E, uh, Jimmy Bain's <laughs> partner. Um, didn't have any lines. Might as well not even have actually been there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, honorable mention, of course, to Ana Lucia because fuck the police. Uh, <laughs> JP, Lost Forever. Uh, the designers of the 1972 Volkswagen ESV W1, which was the first automobile to have automatic seatbelts. Um, because <laughs> Katie Seagal tries to angrily drive away, and it's really fucking hard to do that when you start your car up and a slow automatic seatbelt goes across your chest. Um, I feel like they uh, they did a disservice to a lot of people by just designing seatbelts that way. Perfect. That's good. Um, That's really good. Burning questions. I uh, did more oh. research into that fucking car than anything else on this episode. <laughs> and it shows. Uh, <laughs> burning questions. Is, uh, does anybody have a burning question? Uh, this, is a, this is a question that was raised during the episode that did not get ra- uh, answered by it. And you hope that it uh, either had been answered in the past or will be in the future. I mean, a lot. There's so many in this episode. The, well, it, like, you don't even know for sure that that's a map. It's just like. Yeah, the diagram, yeah, you know, on the blast door. Like, what is that? Yeah. Why, well, what is this like, why are there? On, yeah. yeah, why are there black lights? Like, why are there UV lights in there? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand that enough yeah. that yeah. somebody felt the need to draw something in UV reactive paint. Right, right. <laughs> so, where does that thing come from? The mm-hmm. drops, supply drop. Yeah. Uh, Adam, do you have any burning questions? Uh, we kind of hit mine earlier already, but like how or why did the survivors allow Sawyer to, my, my specific burning question was how did the survivors allow Sawyer to get his hands not only on all of the medicine, but all of the guns apparently. So, uh, yeah. how, yeah, I mean, they, they and outnumber him, they outnumber him 42 to one. <laughs> like if they don't want him yeah. to have the guns, they could just take him back. Right. So that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, JP, what about you? Do you have one? Yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, uh, I'll just I'll I'll say the the supply drop. All right, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, well, that's pretty much it for the show. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, thank you for for lockdown. Yeah, uh, we 100 percent want to have you back in the future. Uh, as uh, so far our only guest that actually owns the media and is not watching it on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Adam's account, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, since uh, since you're here, uh, do you have anything you want to mention to our audience? Anything that might be worth uh, taking a look at in the world of uh, world of Justin? Uh, yeah, uh, the main thing, like anything about me, you can pretty much find out at uh, justinnichols.net, and it's got some films that I've made and other stuff I've worked on. So. Excellent. It's pretty fun. I've seen I've yeah. seen uh, I've Check seen a couple out. of clips uh, uh, and some excerpts from some of the stuff that you've done in the past, and it it, it looks good, man. Oh, thank uh, you. So definitely go check that out, uh, listeners at home. It looks better than John Locke's wig, so <laughs> that's all I yeah. could ask for, you know. Yeah, <laughs> making movies in Arkansas. <laughs> Adam, what are we watching next time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you, the listener at home, are trying to be lost with us, please check out our next episode. We will be talking about season three, episode <laughs> 19. 
Jesus Christ. The Brig. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's another lock episode. If you like lock, yeah, come back for yeah. <laughs> for another lock episode <laughs> next next episode of Lost on Lock Lost. on Lock. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Lost on Lost. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on in the show? Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by Adam Busher and J.P. Russell. Recorded on location in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and Los Angeles, California. Our show is hosted at Podbean. Find us there or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks to Danny Schmitz of Lost in a Name for our theme music. Lostpedia and the community of contributors there. Random.org for creating the watch order. Check out our Facebook page, Lost on Lost, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lost on Lost 1. Don't follow those jerks at Lost on Lost 2. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com. Email.com. If you like what we're getting into here, buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash we are lost on lost. That's ko-fi.com slash we are lost on lost. <laughs>